Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bees fall to the Leafs, and the Golden Knights take a gamble on Jack Eichel. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Taylor Hall and David Pasternak scored goals on Saturday night, but it wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough because the Bees allowed four straight goals and dropped a 5-2 loss to the Maple Leafs on Saturday. Now, I would have expected more from the Bees after Thursday night's game against the Red Wings. Now, I know what all you were talking about. You know, I know all of you are saying right now, it's the Maple Leafs. But the Maple Leafs are a pretty decent team. And the Bees did manage to score a lot of goals against Toronto against uh, Detroit. Now, Saturday night, puck possession in the off- in the offensive zone was horrible. They did manage to outshoot Toronto in the final 20 minutes, but they didn't play full 60, and that's been the problem for the past few years. I mean, the defense has been hit or miss right now. Sometimes the decor is on their game, and other nights, it has more holes in it than the Titanic. And... The other thing I think was, which was probably the turning point in the whole game, was the Mitch Marner goal. Now, to me, you know, everybody could argue it wasn't a good goal. It was a good goal. Well, according to the NHL rulebook, it was a good good goal. All right, Tavares knocked the goal off its pegs when he was pushed from Patrice Bergeron. Now, at first, I didn't think that this goal was going to count. But you look at the replay, and, and you could see that Bergie actually pushed Tavares into, into the net. And, you know, at that point, what do you do? Well, you, you do what the NHL wants you to. You know, you do what the NHL rulebook says. And that is technically a goal because Tavares didn't knock it off himself. All right? He had a little help from Bergeron, and unfortunately, it cost the Bruins, you know, cost the Bruins a goal. And... Basically, that was the turning point. You know, could it be that 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 was the deciding factor? Maybe. Maybe it was the two power play goals by Matthews that put the game out of reach. But it seemed to me like the Bruins never really recovered from, from that point. They never really fully recovered from that goal. So, who knows? But a lot of players can be called out for that game. I mean, the whole team didn't even play, you know, didn't play up to par like they should. Then again, you can't expect this team to play, you know, play night in, night out like they did against against Detroit. So, but I didn't expect something like, I, I expected, you know, a possible loss, but not to get like totally, like, totally beaten by Toronto. I would have expected a, a 3-2 game or a 2-1 game or something like that. I didn't expect, you know, the Bees to allow four straight goals to the Maple Leafs. No way. The defense was was horrible. Like, you know, like I said, the defense has been hit or miss, you know, in you know, this season. 
that it has. And Bruce Cassidy actually called a player out. He called out Derek Forbert after Saturday's game. And you know what? I really don't blame him. Because the Bruins currently, are they finally learning something that, that they that they should have already known? I mean, Derek Forbert is not a number, you know, a number, you know, one of the top two defensemen on your team. He's maybe a bottom, bottom two. He's a five or six at best. And he's he's no he has no business playing with Charlie McAvoy. None whatsoever. You know? Or even any top four team in that you know, he shouldn't even be he's he's at least a five or six. He's not a top. He's not at least a he's not a top four. No way. I mean, he, the Bees should have protected uh Jeremy Lazan over signing Forbert, but you know, there was no way that they could really work around, you know, keeping Lazan because he was gonna you know he was gonna go in the in the in the expansion draft. I mean, Lazan is a better defender, and he he's he's advanced in every de, in every defensive statistic over the last three years, you know. And Lazan also provides you know offense. Forbert doesn't do that. I mean, and and he's not even and Forbert isn't even physical. So why why are the Bruins you know why did the Bruins even go ahead and sign this sign this guy? Yeah, he has size, but I don't think I would consider him a tough a tough player out there. You know, Cl- Connor Clifton, he's your tough. He's a tough player. You know, he he. I would put him in the lineup before for before Forbert right now, even though you know Clifton has been in and out of the lineup too. So, what are you gonna do with the bees? I mean, you know. What are you going to do as far as that defense? The defense is is horrible. I know you could probably point fingers at the goaltending. You could probably point you could point fingers at the lack of goal scoring. But this all in all, this team is pretty screwed up right now. That's how I see it. You know. You know, Cassidy. You know, is for, you know basically putting putting Forbert in the lineup. You know, to play top minutes against some of the league's best forwards. And, you know, and also ha- having him on, on the penalty kill. You know, is it really, it was, was the signing really worth it? I mean, I could probably, you could probably point, you know, you could probably get a whole bunch of other players to come here. All right. And the thing is, when it comes to signing players, you know, when was the last time we actually signed, when was the last time the Bruins actually signed a big superstar player? Other than, you know, re-sign, other than re-signing, you know, Hall because that's about it that's all that they've that's all that they've done you know they don't go out they don't go out and and seriously you know seriously go after guys you know because they need to find a defenseman that could play alongside McAvoy um maybe put him with Grizzly or Carlo you know I wouldn't put I mean Connor Clifton and Derek Forbert are probably your bottom two, your bottom two defensemen, five and six. I mean, I would, I know Bruins fans are probably going to say, are probably going to curse me out like crazy, but I think PK Subban would look pretty good in the black and gold. I think he would. I think he's he's something that this team needs. He they they need some type of a spark on that back line, and maybe PK Subban is is the answer there. Now, 
I I I wonder why the Bruins don't go out. I mean, when they go out and sign free agents, they go out. They go out and they find you know they're they're finding that other NHL like washed up player because that's what they've done. I mean, McKeg, you know, they signed him. He's a he was he's basically bouncing around somewhere. I think he's bouncing around the Rangers. Not sure. I think he is. I think he was in Hartford too. I'm not I'm not completely sure about that one. But you know, how about Don Sweeney send up send a scout over to Europe? You know, hey, NHL players go from the NHL and sign in Europe all the time. Look what David Krejci did. Who's European players can do the same thing. They could come here. Maybe the Bruins could find that, you know, veteran defenseman over in Europe. Why just stick with finding, you know, veteran defensemen or decent defensemen in the NHL? Go over to Europe, you know, and, and go look. You know, it's really, really check out guys in your own farm system. I'm pretty sure that there's a pretty decent goaltend, pretty decent defenseman down in down in Providence. Or hell, even even Maine. So, you know, it's it's the signing, it's the bonehead signing of like Forbert, you know, and other guys that probably they they could they could probably. I know a lot of it has to do with salary cap. I know I know it has to do with the with the cap, but coming into the season they had plenty of it, and they didn't do anything. I mean, if you. Looking at next, I mean, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but the list of next free agents for next season, you know, start looking, saying, hey, you know what? This guy's going to be a free agent. We got to go. Why don't we go push for him? You know, you know, go out and try and and sign guys that should be here. Not Derek Forbert, who's going to be on, you know, who's like a five or six defenseman at best. Okay. I mean, the only thing really, really sparking this team right now is the pow- is the um, the first power play unit, and that's been hot and cold lately. I mean, they 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 had a goal on 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 Saturday. I mean, the power. I mean, they scored 14 seconds into their first power play attempt on on Saturday, but went 0 and three the rest of the game. So this this has this this could be a strong power play. I have a feeling that. It'll be one of the top power plays in the league. Maybe the team gets on a hot streak at some point. You know, they have seven goals on the power play this season, and Bergeron has has three of them. Okay? So they really, it, to be honest, I have a feeling that power play unit is going to be really important to this Bruins team. Because, you know, you have your be- you have your five best players out there on the ice. You have Pasternak, you have Marshawn, you have Bergeron, you have McAvoy, and you have Hall. I mean, there is no way that this that this power play unit shouldn't be at least in the top five. They should be in the top five. Now, going back to last Thursday, Patrice Bergeron was called out by local Boston media. Uh, last week, and he he answered, scored four goals against the Red Wings in a five-one win on on Thursday. It snapped his goalless streak to uh, to start the season. And Brad Marchand assisted on all four of Bergeron's goals. 
So that top line really needs to get their act together, you know, right now. Right now, they need they they really need to st- start producing. And maybe maybe I thought for sure that maybe this was this was a sign that maybe this team would you know in the in the Leafs game this team this this line would actually have some success. Well, unfortunately, it didn't last when they arrived in Toronto. Hall and Pasta did score, but somehow Thursday night's success didn't carry over into Saturday. So we're back to square one, trying to start another winning streak. So they host Ottawa tomorrow night at the TD Garden. Now the Bruins are five and four in nine games, and this season they're four and zero at home. So that's good. They're playing Ottawa at, at the TD Garden, so maybe they might have a chance to win. Who knows? But it's Ottawa. You you don't know what to expect from from an Ottawa Senators team. The same way you don't know you don't know what you're going to expect from from Detroit, because both of those teams those two teams are rebuilding, and they're probably going to be uh, a decent decent team to play against in in the next couple of years. But you know I wouldn't take Ottawa I wouldn't take Ottawa lightly. They've got some they've got some good good scoring power up front. Now, looking at some of the stats for for the uh, uh, for through nine games, uh, Bert, uh, Brad Marchand leads the team in points with fourteen. He has four goals and ten assists. Patrice Bergeron has four goals, four assists for eight points. Taylor Hall is in there. I would have expected that one. Three goals, three assists, six points, and Pasternak in there with three goals, three assists, and th- six points. He's a minus one. Taylor Hall's a minus one, and Brad Marchand is a minus one. Now, Charlie Coyle comes in here. Now, Charlie Coyle has surprised me. I've been surprised. I didn't even think that he was even capable of of playing on that number one line or number two line. And guess what? He's doing pretty good with Taylor Hall. He's doing great with Taylor Hall. So maybe, maybe we got some, maybe we finally got some secondary scoring. I mean, Coyle is a minus two, but still. And then you have Charlie McAvoy with one goal and four assists for five points. You know, right there, right there is your bulk. Right there are the bulk of your players. Brad Marchand, Bergeron, Taylor Hall, Pasternak, Coyle, Charlie McAvoy. Those are the guys I expect to be up on top of the up on top of the um scoring all season long. You have Mike Riley in there through nine games. He has uh three points. So does uh Thomas Thomas Noshek. Jake DeBrusque has been playing very well. Even though he only has two goals on the season, but he's he's found his. I think he's found his game again. And then we have Derek Forbert, who's a minus two, uh, with one goal and one assist. Curtis Lazar in there, Carson Kuhlman, you know, and the list goes. A lot of these guys only have like you know one one point apiece. So you know, and the other thing is Carson Kuhlman. Carson Kuhlman, I I. In the beginning of the season, I th- I said that this guy belongs down in Providence. Well, he's he's got a pretty decent physical game for that fourth line. So, you know what? I take back what I've said about Kuhlman. Kuhlman is a decent player, and you know he's he he's working out well on that fourth line. You know, with um, with Trent Frederick. I mean they they they're doing they're doing very well on that fourth line. There's your fourth line. 
and they're pretty they're a pretty physical grinding fourth line which is what you what you really want you really want something like that you know as far as like your grinders go down you know you, you know to go down low grind in the corners stuff like that you know kind of take take the other team off their game and Kuhlman and Forbert not Forbert wow uh <laughs> Frederick are 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 getting the job done on the fourth line you know so and and Hala is getting the uh job done on the third on the um on the third line with uh Jake DeBrusque so maybe maybe having maybe take putting Jake DeBrusque on that third on that third line is better for him this way he doesn't feel the pressure of playing on the second line but there are time there are going to be times this season though when we're going to we're we're all the Bruins fans are going to wish that they had David Krejci back there are going to be some of those games but right now I think Charlie Coyle is filling that hole right now and he's playing very well and just maybe we might be able to, you know, like I said, you know, those top players, you know, your top five players or six could very well be Marshawn, Bergeron, Taylor Hall, Pasternak, Coyle, and McAvoy. You know, maybe throw in Jake DeBrusque. You know, maybe Jake DeBrusque at some point join, joins the party. You know, I'm not really sold. I'm not really sold on Mike Riley yet. Not really sold yet, but, you know, give it some time. But Forbert. Like I said before, Forbert, you know, shouldn't even, shouldn't, you know, he should either be a five or six defenseman or the extra, or the extra guy, the seventh defenseman. Cause if he's the seventh, def- I mean, I'm fine with him being the seventh defenseman. Cause right now, you know, I haven't seen much from him. You know, maybe if he, you know, put in a couple of goals, I know it's only been nine games, but still. You know, maybe put in a couple of goals, not make any mistakes, because he made a few on Saturday. So, who knows what's gonna? You know, who I? There are times when when I f- try to wonder what the Bruins brass, the front office, is trying to do here. I mean, you could have easily brought in, like, even like I would have, I would actually take, wouldn't have signed Forbert and just go with. Uh, Zaboro for the whole time, you know. Let Zaboro play some games. You know, he's only played one game, so maybe put him in. Maybe, maybe, maybe give him gave give him a little bit of a shot. You know, but you know, those are the things that we've through nine games. I mean, I would have expected a little bit more from these guys, but you know, like I said, it's only nine been nine games. You know, why don't we, you know, we'll, we'll evaluate the guys again sometime around, I don't know, maybe Thanksgiving or or maybe even give them a little while longer like Christmas and see where some of these guys stand. But I just don't, you know, I just don't see Derek Forbert being, you know, being that guy, you know, being with Charlie McAvoy. They need they need to go out and get somebody, you know, I know that they have Grizzlick, I know they have Carlo, you know, I know that they have Riley. I know that they they have guys in the in the system, but you know what? Go out and get that get that number, you know, that number two defenseman. You know, I would like I said before, go out and take a chance and and see what you can do with uh, PK Subban. 
I mean, he's probably he's much better than Derek Forbert right now. I'd rather have him here. Or you call somebody, or you call somebody up. Yeah, you call you know call somebody up from Providence. I don't know. But checking out what's going down on the farm. Oscar Steen had two goals. John Moore, who was sent down, picked up three assists. And uh, John Gillies, who signed a PTO, earned his first win in his first start as the Baby Bees defeated the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins 6-2 on Friday night. So that's good. I mean, Steen, who has been up here in Boston. John Moore, who's, I mean, everybody jokes about John Moore, but you know, he's he's like your extra defenseman. He he should I would rather have John Moore than Forbert. So, you know, and Moore picked up three assists on Friday night. So maybe maybe this could be a resurgence for him. Um and then on Saturday, Gillies John Gillies got the sec got his second consecutive start and put on a sh- he basically put on a show in Chocolate Town. He made 31 saves on 31 shots while Stephen Fogarty Fogarty scored two goals to lead the Providence Bruins over the Hershey Bears three to nothing. I mean, you know, Oscar Oscar Steen is one of those high prospects. Okay. He's one of those high prospects. So is, um, you know, so is Stadnika. You got guys down there that could probably, you know, uh, Stephen Fogarty is is another is another prospect down there. You have uh, Lauko, who's a prospect down there. So there's some capable guys who could probably g- get the call up at the last minute. I mean, you could probably. Re- I mean, I wouldn't replace anybody on this roster right now with any you know call ups or anything unless there's injuries. Because I wouldn't even I wouldn't even touch this lineup. Let the lineup gel and see what happens. But. You know, looking at Oscar Steen, I mean, Steen scored two goals. Um, John Moore had three assists. So, you know, there's something great going on there in Providence. And this guy, John Gillies, comes out of nowhere, signs a PTO, and has and starts two games, wins both of them, and shuts out in the second game. Now, I know a lot of you are probably saying, oh, John Gillies is a lot. I can, I can just hear it. I could just hear it from the Bruins fans. John Gillies is greater than Tuka Rask. This guy just earned his first his first two wins this season. This you know this season. All right, he's not Tuka Rask yet. All right, the same way last year everybody was saying Swayman is better than Rask. No, Swayman still has a lot to prove. Okay. Same thing with Allmark. I mean, Allmark on Saturday played, to me, he played well. He played really well. But, you know, everybody looks at some of these, you know, a minor leaguer, a minor leaguer has an exceptional game and, you know, has a great, you know, a minor leaguer goes out, has a great game. Oh, call him up. Call him up. No, you don't want to call him up yet. Get Let, let him, you know, give him some chances here. You know, give him some chances. You know, give let him stay down there for a little while and let let him grow his game. I mean, I could hear I could still probably hear people saying, you know, Fabian Lysel should be playing for Boston. No, let him let him adapt to the North American style of play. 
Now, looking at the Providence Bruins, they're, they're, they're scoring stats here. Well, we have Oscar Steen leading the way with five goals, five assists, and 10 points. You have Stephen Fogarty in there with uh, seven points, three goals, and four assists. Jasper Froden in there with two goals, five assists for seven points. Jack Akan, or I can, Akan, uh, with one goal and five assists, six points. So basically, they're really crew. The Providence Bruins are doing pretty well here. Uh, John Moore, who's played in five games. You know, a goal and four assists. J- Jacob Lauko, you know, a goal, uh, one goal and four assists. So they're actually playing very, very well. I mean, I would expect some of these kids to be called up before the season is over. Chris Wagner. Chris Wagner has four goals on the year. I think that's that tops what he's. I think that's the most score goals he's scored. He's scored in a couple of years. You know, Jack Sinica, you know, he's only, he's been up and down, so he hasn't played that many games, but he does have a goal and, and an assist in two, in three games. Zach Senishin, yeah, well, Zach Senishin, I think that they really need to, the Bruins really need to figure out what they're going to do with this kid. Because he's not going to crack, he's basically a career, a career minor leaguer, unless he can, unless he can, you know, catch on with another team, but I doubt it. And the other thing about Senishin is that maybe, you know, there's a good possibility that he could be one of those players that goes and plays over in Europe and has an, ex- as, has an you know, an exciting, you know, career. Maybe he'll be successful over in Europe. You know, quite a few players have, have bombed in the, in the AHL and NHL or have been very, have played very well in the AHL but haven't really played up to par in the NHL and have gone over to Europe and have have had some success. So, you know, that's that's a look at some of your Providence Bruins. They're playing well. You know, I could see Steen getting another call up at some point. I could see Fogarty coming up. I could see John Moore coming back up. I don't know about Chris. It's It's tough to say about Chris Wagner. I mean, they, he's if you want NHL of an NHL veteran in Boston, back in Boston, he's your guy. You know, can't you know? There's quite a few guys here that could possibly you know be in the lineup for the for the you know in the for the Bruins in the upcoming months. You know, if you get we get some you get some injuries in there. I see a, a quite a few of those guys getting getting the call. I see a lot of them getting the call, especially with injuries late in the season. You know, you know, late in the season, there, there's going to be. I mean, because of the whole Olympics thing, you know, you're actually going to have stuff that's probably the schedule is going to be really condensed in March and in April. So you're going to need those extra guys. You're going to need the Steens, the Fogarty's, the John Moore, John Moore, Stanika. You know, who knows? You. Maybe by then you might have Tuka Rask back. So it's a wait and see type of thing. And, you know, usually you could usually figure out what, where a team's going to be once you hit Thanksgiving. But I think with this, with, with this uh, Bruins team, you need to like actually, you know, push it out a little bit. Maybe around Christmas, we'll have a better idea at what's going to happen during the season. Because right now, I don't see I I keep saying this. 
but I don't see this team making the playoffs. I they're they're gonna they're gonna be in contention, but I don't see them making the playoffs because of the holes in the defense, the goal and the goaltending and the lack of scoring. I mean, here's the thing: maybe Oscar could Oscar Steen or Jack Stanika be the you know be what you need to score goals because St- uh, Steen has been playing great down in Providence. So, you know. I say wait until wait until thanks wait until Christmas and then you know really evaluate and we'll know by then which direction this team is going to be heading. Are they going to be heading towards you know making the playoffs or are they not? Because I'll tell you right now, the way things are shaping up and the way things look, I have a feeling that they're going to be on the outside looking in at the New York Rangers because the Rangers are pretty. The Rangers are pretty good. The Rangers are really good, except for their defense. <laughs> I have I have a lot to say about what happened. Connor McDavid just just blew my mind. All right, there were four. He basically skated through four Rangers and scored a goal. I just can't believe that. The guy is amazing, you know. And it's and it's a shame he's been playing on crappy team crappy oiler teams the past couple of years but the Edmonton Oilers are off to their off to a pretty good start so maybe maybe this is the year Connor McDavid actually makes it to the Stanley Cup Finals wouldn't it be funny if it were if it was a Bruins Oilers Stanley Cup final and you had Connor McDavid you know number one overall pick and then you also have a former Oilers Number one pick uh, in Taylor Hall. That would be that would be kind of funny. But the way McDavid just skated around the Rangers, it was it was basically, you know, you could you could say you could say, oh yeah, well they were on a line they were they were on a line change and stuff like that. But still, he skated through four defensemen, okay, or four players. He skated through four players. All right, nobody bothered bothered to hit take the bot, you know, hit him or take the body or even poke check the puck away. They just it's basically let's just open the gate and let him skate in. But he I I I still can't I still can't believe that happened. And here's the thing, if it happened to the Bruins, Bruins fans would go nuts. They would go absolutely nuts saying whoever was on that on the ice, you know, trade all trade them all. Those four players who were on the ice, Bruins fans would be like, trade all of them right now, including the goaltender, including the goaltender. That's how, that's how crazy Bruins fans are. You know, you know, trade this guy, trade, you know, you know, dump Tuka, do all this, you know, Bruins fans, they're die. I got it. I got to hand it to you, to you fans. You're diehard Bruins fans, but sometimes you really don't know you know, what you're talking about as far as like, you got to trade this player. You got to trade that player. Oh, let's get rid of Tuca. He chokes. Not really. You know, and oh, let's get, let's get Jack Eichel. Well, (laughs) you're not getting Jack Eichel. Nope. No way. Because the bees didn't have a chance of getting him. I'm going to tell you right now, they would have had to part with prospects, picks, a roster player, you name it. I mean, the prospect probably would have been Fabian Lysel. 
maybe a first or second round pick, and and you you would have to give up a roster player. And do you think that they would want Forbert or Wagner or Halla? No, they're gonna want a player like Jeremy Swayman. They're gonna want a McAvoy. They're gonna want a Pasternak. That's what they're gonna want because they because the Buffalo Sabers are gonna want to build their team. They want to rebuild, and what could, what better way to rebuild than around a player like like Fabian Lysel, Charlie McAvoy, a couple of picks. I mean, the Golden Knights are betting that he's he's the missing piece in their lineup, assuming he goes through with this uh, with his artificial disc replacement surgery. You know, who knows how long the recovery is going to have? You know, how long the recovery is going to be? I mean, he could be out for the rest of the season. But this this move could push them over the hump for Stanley Cup championship. I mean, they're already content. Yeah, they're already contending. But this could actually be what they want, what they needed. I mean, they're going to have to make some roster decisions ahead of you know, in in adding his contract. So he better be worth it. I mean, they gave up. They gave up a lot of. They gave up some some really young talent in order to make this move. The Bruins didn't, you know, the Bruins, the Bruins would have had the part with a lot of key players in order to get this deal done. I mean, even Calgary had a deal on the table and a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of Flames fans were upset that it was the, you know, you were giving up, you know, half your rot, you know, you were giving up one of your star players. So can you imagine if that, if the Eichel deal would have gone, gone down and they would have, and the Bruins would have had to give up, you know, say Fabian Lysel, a first round pick, and I'm going to say Pasternak. Can you imagine how all of the Bruins fans would feel? Would some of them really be like, "Oh my God, you you know, we we got Jack Eichel, we got Jack Eichel." Yeah, but you you basically lost a 50 goal score. You know, or you know, or if it was McAvoy, you'd lose one of your best defenseman. And somebody who you just signed for eight years. So, you know, I think Jack Eichel going to Vegas is good for not not only you know for the Vegas for the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's good for the teams in the in the in the division in the um, you know like the Bruins, the Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto Maple Leafs, because you won't have to deal with Jack Eichel anymore. But then again, you don't know how he's going to be after surgery. Is he going to be this stud that everybody thinks he is? And how can you be a stud player when you're playing in Buffalo? I mean, I could see him. I could see him being. I mean, with the New York Islanders, he would probably be one of those one of those top, you know, top NHL goal scorers. But in Buffalo, it's like you go to Buffalo, you're like basically your your career your career could basically be done. I mean. Taylor Hall is lucky to get get out of there and resurrect his, you know, resurrect his career again. And he's been up and he, I mean, he's been up and down his whole entire career. Think about this. Edmonton, then he then Arizona or then Arizona, he was been in in New Jersey and in in New Jersey he won the MVP. So, you know, what's going to happen as far as like the, you know, what's going to happen in Vegas? You know, does does Eichel come back and actually, you know, by the time the playoffs roll around and and push them to a 
to a Stanley Cup. That's a possibility, but I don't think I don't really think that he's going he's going to be the same person that he was or basically he he won't even he won't even be a number one think about you know that number one pick. He's not going to play like that number one pick. He's going to play he's going to play like like a second rounder or third rounder. He's not going to be a first he's not going to play, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he does come play come back and play like, you know, like the Jack Eichel, you know, the Red the uh, Buffalo Sabres wanted. May it could be the change of scene. So who knows? But the one thing is I'm just glad the Bruins didn't really seriously go after him. Because it would have wasted a roster spot. It would have I mean, think about it. You know, we don't all don't know. We don't know what's where he where he's gonna be after his surgery. Could he come back? Yeah. Could he come back in time for the playoffs? Yeah. But I don't think that the Vegas Golden Knights are getting the same player that the Buffalo Sabres were hoping that they would get. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe, and at Believe Podcasts. Interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.